that the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit was an ark, Noah's ark. And I'm going, Noah's ark, Lord? I said, okay. So as you can see, did everybody get a handout? I'm old school, so everybody should have a paper handout. If you don't, you can get it later, okay? So the first thing I saw in my spirit was the ark. But I said, God, I want to share something with the people that's going to help them because a lot of things are happening and they're happening really quickly. Um, and one of the things that I wanted our church to know is that this sanctuary is going to be filled with people real soon. Amen. We are in the midst of a revival. Amen. And it's going to mean that those of us who have been here need to be on point doing the things that God has ordained for us to do to help these people, these people that are going to be flooding through the doors. They're going to be wounded. Some of them are going to be hurt. Some of them are going to be destitute. There's going to be a lot of issues um, that they're going to bring in with them. And God wants us to be prepared. Amen. Right? Now, we have to have our stuff together before we can help others, right? And so that means that we need to have our health together. We need to have our finances together. We need to be reading the word every day or getting the word somehow in you every day. You need to be feeding on the word. So the Holy Spirit gave me these points and the other document you have are the scriptures that the Holy Spirit gave me to kind of back this all up. Okay? So one is the points and the other is the scriptures. So let me, um, I am, if you don't know this about me, I'm, I'm kind of one of those kind of, what do you call those monks that sings and chants and all that stuff. So I'm going to open up with um, a little song to the Lord, a little prayer, and then we're going to get this party started, okay? All right. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth are filled with your holy glory. Abba, Father Yahweh, we belong to you. Abba, Father Yahweh, have your holy way with us this day. Use us, improve us, transform us into a vessel you wish us to be. Have your holy way, may I decrease and O oh Lord, Holy Spirit, increase. Amen and amen and amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Okay, so the title, I had to really think about it. And I wanted to make, we have a lot of intercessors here. Amy um, Johnson is the lead of um, our prayer um, Monday night prayer, and it's a powerful woman of God. She does our prayers on Friday, Fridays at 5 a.m. in the morning. 
I used to do that, but not anymore. But anyway, <laughs> she's awesome. And we have, I mean, almost everybody that I know personally in this church are prayer warriors. And I, don't, I feel very comfortable in calling them and asking them to pray for me. Um, Alan, I mean, um, just everybody. Ann and Cal, and I don't want to say any more names because then people get all upset because I didn't say their name. So, but in order to be a New Testament intercessory prayer warrior, it's very different from the Old Testament. We have Christ Jesus as our intercessor. He is our mediator. And we have him in us and Christ Jesus is in us along with the Lord God, Holy Spirit, right? We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So we have a totally different situation than Abraham and Moses. And so they, the way they interceded, we don't intercede like that anymore. Okay, so Dr. David, Dr. David, what do you mean by we intercede um, differently than, you know, Abraham and Moses? Well, Moses told God to repent. We, <laughs> I'm not telling God to repent. I don't have to tell God to repent. What, why? Why did Moses tell? Because God was getting ready to wipe out all the Israelites because they were what? The law had just come fresh off the press and they already were in idolatry down at the foot of the mountain. And, and God told Moses, go, go get your people. Like, you know, parents, when your kid is good, it's your child. When the kid is bad, it's your husband's child or your wife's child. Okay. So, and so Moses had to intercede because Jesus had not come yet. And so he was able to talk in a way that we shouldn't be talking today. Like, God repent, Right. And the same thing with Abraham. Abraham went into negotiations to try to save um, Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. He, he you know, uh, 40, 30, 20. How about 10 people, Lord? Can we find two? He should have said one. <laughs> and Sodom and Gomorrah would have still been here. Why? Because Lot was probably the only righteous man there. So now as a new Testament saint, because we're saints now. I know, I know, it's hard to say that word when we know what we did yesterday, but we are saints because we are not this body. We are a spirit, right? And our spirit is righteous. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So our spirit is righteous. But we have to, our soul, we got to work on that. We have to renew our mind with the word of God. So the intercessory um, prayer warrior, there's some fundamental things that I think we need to address so that we can be successful when everybody starts coming into this church. I know everybody, including myself, have prayed for somebody for years and years and years and you don't see any change and you're going... Well, I'm praying, I'm praying, Lord. Want them to be saved. I, you know, you just you got people that you run across that you love and, you know, and they're, they're, they're blinded. They're in deception. And you might be surrounded by a lot of people that are blinded and are in 
deception. And guess what? You can be Christian and be blinded and be in deception. I can testify because the Holy Spirit things to me about me and what I believe and it had to be corrected. And I bowed my knee and said, yes, daddy. And guess what? It opened up a whole nother level of intimacy and being used by God. So I welcome when God shows me, okay, what you learned in the Catholic Church about that, that's scratch that, you know. Because I, you know, I had, I had a whole different upbringing than what I'm experiencing now. So one of the first things that we need to understand before we begin to pray for anybody is work on our own personal, intimate relationship with Christ Jesus, with Daddy God, you hey, by hey, with Lord God, Holy Spirit. Right? We have to have our, and what, Dr. David, what do you mean by intimate? I mean, Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are the first people I talk to in the morning and the last people I talk to at night. I know God's favorite colors. Do you know God's favorite colors? They're on the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. I didn't ask him what his favorite food is yet. I'm dealing with that. But because um, it might be, you know, I might superimpose my favorite food. So you have to be careful. But anyway, so intimacy means just that. He's your best friend. Amen. He he, there's nobody that can replace him. Right now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a divorcee. I've been divorced for a few years now. And, and um, it's hard. I don't date. You want to know why? I can't see a man replacing Jesus. Amen. I mean, Jesus. How are you going to beat Jesus? That's going to be a hard act to follow. Jesus takes care of Dr. Davis. You understand what I mean? I mean, real. Really take care of me. I'm talking about, well, how am I going to pay the rent, which is almost $2,000. My rent is two grand almost. And guess what? He pays it. But anyway, I just wanted you to work on your intimacy because with intimacy is power. Everybody wants power. I want to have power. Well, if you want to have power, you need to be intimate with the Lord. And those who are intimate have power. That's why little bitty people like Mother Teresa had power. Because she had an intimate relationship with God. So, next is feed on the word every day. I try to get word of me every day. Try my best. I, I, I listen to the word. I try to surround myself with people in the word. I have a couple of housekeepers, you know, um, Tamara and Joy are my housekeepers. And you know what? They not only clean my house, but they clean me up too. Tamara be like, okay, Dr. Davis, you shouldn't be like that. Dr. Davis, here's some word. I mean, I, and I eat it up. I, I just love it. And I can always say, okay, guys, let's pray before y'all leave. You need to surround yourself with the word and with people fill up, filled with the word. Amen. New Testament intercessory prayer warriors take authority over demonic, demonic deception in the minds of people and 
bind it up, right? And remove it. Well, Dr. Davis, what do, you, what do you mean by this? People pray for people for 20, 30, 40 years, but they never address the deception that's in their minds. Before you say anything anymore, you pray against the demonic deception that is clouding their minds. You pray against it and you bind it in the name of Jesus because God says what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And then I encase it in a fresno fire and cast it into the abyss and they cannot come back in Jesus' name. Amen. So everybody's going to see a lot more success once you start dealing with demonic deception because it's everywhere. It's all around us. It's almost permeates television and everything else. You have to deal with demonic deception. And it's easy because you got authority and dominion over them demons. And yes, they're going to attack you, but you got to put them in their place. And those of you who have known me, I've been under um, an attack in my body. And I'm doing a lot better, of course. And I have everybody and their mama in this church is praying for me. And I am so grateful, right? But I got to make sure that there's some demonic deception in my life. Have I opened a door? See that's, see, that's the critical thing. When we open these doors and fill these seats up, when the Holy Spirit does this, there's going to be a lot of people in demonic deception. And you don't be, you, you're not going to jump in their face and go off on them. You're in demonic deception. You're going to quietly pray for them. Okay? That's what Jesus did. He prayed. He prayed and we're going to pray and we've got the authority and we've got the power and we're going to handle ourselves like Jesus handled himself. Okay? So once you get that on lockdown, once you get the demons on lockdown, and I have to give this to my brother Rodney. Mm -mm. You know, he went through a season where he was teaching us about the shout. And then you said, can you give a shout? That was awesome. But anyway, and the Holy Spirit gave me a deeper revelation of what Rodney was doing. The first level of praise is where we arrest the enemy. You, they're like, uh-oh, somebody's praising that really knows Jesus, right? The second level of praise is where you stop the enemy from all this activity. He is bound up. But the shout, you demolish the enemy. You turn, you tear him apart. You shred every demonic activity, every evil work. You just demolish it, crush it. Do I make myself clear? And very few people get to the shout. But as you can see, Rodney is very prosperous. <laughs> Rodney knows how to shout. <laughs> okay. All right. So, now the next step is we got the we got the we got them bound up. We got them demons <clears throat> under our feet. 
Next step is we got to pray for people's hearts that they will be softened to receive the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Here you are pouring all this seed, <laughs> incorruptible seed, but the heart is hard as a rock. You have to pray after the deception is removed. Then you can pray that the heart gets softened. Then, then you send the laborers. Then you pray the prayer that the laborers will, will be sent along to the people, along their pathway, right? And that they will receive the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And it will be planted in their hearts and not be choked out by the cares of this world. I, I had to be over 30 years ago. I had a vision of the word of God. It was like when the pastor spoke or when someone speaks the word, it's like a golden capsule, a golden pod. Almost like um, something a butterfly would be in, right? But it's golden. And then it break. and when you activate it, you activate it by being a doer of the word. So you hear the word, you meditate on the word, the word gets in your heart, and then you apply the word in your life. It is only in application that it breaks open, and guess what comes out? Light. And it's, the word is powerful. The word is God's power. God's faith is in the word. Now, that's different from human faith. God's faith is supernatural. Right? So, now you are sending the word, the deception is removed, the heart is getting softer, and you, this, is why you, this is where you continuously pray. Because the individuals may reject it. The individuals, because they're still, you know, they're, they're fresh out of the world. So they don't understand, right? So this is where you continuously pray for them so that they will finally receive the word. It will get in their heart. It will be found in good ground. Good ground. Once again, good ground. And now, now, it will bear fruit because God's word never, ever, ever, ever comes back void. Never. So it's planted in their hearts and we pray that it's not choked out by the cares of this world. We all got the cares of this world. And if we don't have cares of this world, we got people that we love that have the cares of this world. And guess what? They bring their cares to us. So what's going to be happening when all these people come in here? We are going to be like, we're light and we're salt. We're like oasis of water and beautiful palm trees to these people who are parched and who are, who are hungry for something real, not church as usual, right? 
So the laborers that's planted, you pray the word of God and you pray that it bear much fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold, sometimes even a thousand fold, right? You pray the Lord Christ Jesus, our Father, you invite and Lord God, Holy Spirit will give us grace and mercy. In 2010, the Lord showed me something. And I, it's actually in my blog. You can look it up. I have a radio talk show. Let me do a little advertisement. Godfather Doug Apple. Um, I have a radio talk show called Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM. I think it's going on five years now. And um, 94.1 FM, Wave 94 at 12 noon on Fridays. And what's pretty awesome is that God just gives me these words and I actually capture that, that information. And God was showing me what was about to happen. There's going to be, well, it's all, we're already in it. It's called the, great, the Third Great Awakening. And that's where you have revivals all over the world. I mean, look at what's happening in Kenya. Oh, that sermon was just awesome. <laughs> I never looked at the, the, the plant as all these things that we held to high esteem over God and his agenda, right? I never heard that. I had never heard it, Jonah's um, story told like that before. And guess what? He's in Kenya spreading that all over Kenya. So we have the great awakening is happening all across the nation. So God was showing me that the Holy Spirit is going to tap some of us. Some of us are going to become spiritual firemen. Well, Dr. Davis, what do you mean by a spiritual fireman? People, some people are going to come into this church and their house is going to be on fire. The whole life is burning up in smoke. This is not a move of a baby Christian. You have to be a specialist. The Holy Spirit has to train you up and tell you that that's your assignment. Do you hear what I said? The Holy Spirit has to tell you that's your what? Assignment. That means he got your back. Right? So the spiritual fireman basically pours the word of God on them. The, you know, and basically we pray. We do intercessory prayer to... to push back the powers of darkness that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy this, these people, right? So the fireman, that's what the spiritual fireman does. And then God showed me the uh, spiritual hazmat. Hazmat, I used to be a hazmat certified certif person, and that's a big deal too. Some people have been in very toxic relationships. They've been in very toxic environments. And they're coming in here toxic. So you got to have, be assigned, be equipped by the Holy Spirit and have your hazmat suit on because you don't want to get hurt and you don't want nobody else to get hurt. You, you're here to help once again, push back the powers of darkness so that these people can get a chance to let the word of God transform them and to the men and women of God, he's ordained for them from the beginning of time. Then God showed me the last level, the specialist 
And that's the bomb squad. Some of us are going to be trained to deal with ticking bombs. Some people will come in here and they're a ticking time bomb. And you cannot be a baby Christian dealing with that. You have to be assigned by the Holy Spirit. And you have to be equipped by the Holy Spirit so that you can defuse so that you don't get blowed up and the church don't get blowed up. You understand? So this is very, very, very critical that we are in position and that we have our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that we walk in intimacy with the Lord. Right? So that we can be about our father's business and bring these people. Because guess what God told us? The last thing Jesus said to us. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. New Living Translation. The Great Commission. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Now let me, let me, um, this, is, this is really great. God, Holy Spirit, you know, gave me a revelation about this. And Jesus, our Lord and Savior, died for every sin, past, present, and future, on planet Earth. Right? To go to heaven is not about people who are in sin go to hell, and people who are sinless go to heaven. No. People who are forgiven go to heaven, and people who are not forgiven go to hell. What do you mean by that, Dr. David? You have to accept the gift. You have to accept the blood. You have to accept that. And that will enable you to be saved. Right? So, vertically, we're good. If we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're going to heaven because Jesus died for our sins. So why do we have to not sin? Because of the horizontal relationship. We're on planet Earth, right? We're on planet Earth, and guess what? You can go and rob, you can be a Christian, you're desperate, you go rob the bank. Guess what? The popo coming to get you. You're going to go to jail. And guess what? Jesus is going to be with you the whole time. He's going to be with you in the jail. Right? But do you want to spend your life in jail? That's where sin comes in. Sin comes in in the horizontal because it's an open door to our worst nightmare, which is Satan. 
And Satan, when you sin, you're already forgiven. And you go in heaven, you might even go to heaven earlier than you wanted to because you can't stop sinning. Right? But when, when you sin, you're, you're giving Satan legal right to come into your house and tear you apart. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the, you saw how he treated Jesus. You know he don't like you. So this is why sin is an issue. It's not about we're not saved and we're not going to heaven, but it's an open portal to, to what? Satan who wants to destroy you. That's why the people that come into our church, they sin just like we sinned, right? So the enemy is tearing them up. That's why there's a very special thing as intercessors where we stand in the gap for those people. And we ask for the remittance of their what? Sin. Now, what does that mean? That's an interesting word, remittance. It doesn't mean forgiving because I don't have the power to forgive nobody's sins. Jesus is the only one. But remittance means that we can stand in the gap and ask that the effects of sin be held off so that they'll have enough opportunity to to walk in the word and to have the new abundant life that God wants them to have. Okay, so that'll be in John 20, 23. New Living Testament. If you remit anyone's sins, they are remitted. If you retain them, they are retained. Now this is very critical. This, this needs to be done in a corporate setting under the pastor's leadership. Why does Dr. Davis say this? Because we can't have any flesh involved when we are praying for people. If somebody's made you upset, you can't be operating in this. That's witchcraft. Do I make myself clear? So this is a corporate thing, but we can stand in the gap for people so that they won't feel the total impact of their what? Sins so that they have a chance to get right and get their minds renewed and have the abundant life that Jesus died to give them. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord.